Well, well, well. What is good, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in. You're rocking with the ugly boys over at Man to Man, where we create a conversation between the modern day dating world, couch conversations, and a little bit of basketball. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the Hoop Star, Nash. All right, Hoop, let's do it. We uh, we took a week off last week. It was July 4th. I know you went a little crazy at the uh, minor league Indians game. Is that what it was? Yeah, a little nighttime baseball. Caught the fireworks after the game. Then the, okay. the main celebration of the downtown Indianapolis uh, fireworks show. So it was, I got a twofer. That's Two the one. That's the one thing that uh, Indianapolis has to offer once a year. You go, you do something on July Fourth, and you, you don't do anything in Indianapolis. But July Fourth, I think everyone's looking forward to that certain holiday. Correct? Uh, I already know I'm correct. So here we go. I went on a party bus, dude. I went on a party bus for the first time from Nashville. When you come to Nashville, you guys that have visited Nashville, party buses are everywhere, and I talk a lot of crap about the party buses. You got the woo girls and everything else, but. Hey, I went on the party bus, somehow got on the list. Don't even know how I got on that damn list. And uh, it, it was fun. You know, it was like a, all of our friends. So there were no randoms. If there were random people on the bus, I still probably would have had just as good at the time. There was a drag queen on the bus. Uh, tried not to get grinded on. But other than that, it was great. July 4th. I think something with Nashville, and we're, we're talking about fireworks here, Liam, is there was like 400,000 people in Nashville this year. And I think Nashville always does it pretty big with the fireworks. Is that a Southern thing trying to be like the biggest like events in the South, you know, trying to have the biggest fireworks and everything else. Is that a Southern thing? Because I know Nashville does it a lot. We had Brad Paisley brother, uh, 400,000 people on Broadway, but I feel like it, it, it's almost a, a Southern thing to try to outdo everybody else. I think that's just fireworks in general though. Right. Just fireworks. Everybody's trying to be the Big biggest. Six. Yeah, everybody's trying to be the biggest. What whoever can outdo anybody. That's how a lot of people do. You it. can't beat Brad Paisley. I'm just I mean, kidding. I have no idea. I don't even know any of his songs. Hey, Brad <laughs> Brad Paisley, brother, you coming, dude? Nah, I ain't going, dude. It's a I southern mean, thing, though. I think. Well, that's a that's in life, though. Everybody tries to outdo everybody in life, right? You trying to make the most money. You trying to, you know. I'll do so. Yeah. But hey, they're fun to watch. I mean, I, I, I grew up kind of not liking fireworks for a whole Whoa, bunch of dude. I, I did. I, I grew up not really liking them, but the last wait, why not? Years, who hurt you? <laughs> hey, don't ain't nobody no hurt nobody out here. I, wait, why do you like fireworks, dude? I feel like everyone loves fireworks. Especially I mean, I didn't dude. I didn't dislike them. I just didn't like them. Just you didn't because, care for them? Yeah, it was just kind of obnoxious to me a little bit, but obnoxious. Not, so you're one of the Karens. Oh no, Karen. I just you don't need to sit there for too long. You don't have to put on a 20 minute fireworks show. That like after the first like five to ten, I'm good. I got my fireworks fixed. I, they just yeah, bright that. lights in the fucking sky, right? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I think the the more obnoxious thing is, to me at least, is the fireworks, like, not even a day after July 4th, like on the 5th, but like on the 6th, on the 7th, some people on the 8th, and you don't know if those are gunshots now. It's like, <laughs> hey, are we still doing fireworks here? You know what I'm talking about? There's always the stragglers who just, I get it, man. I love my country too, man, but let's relax a little bit, guys. You know? I feel like, though, they... Those people, they get the the discount. They get, you know, everybody that sells fireworks, they get the 50% off. because Those you know. must be the people that are working at the fireworks stands. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I got my discount and I'm going to get mine. They my take fireworks. all the fireworks that, that, that are still there, that are remaining, right? So anyways, yeah, we were uh, 
we missed an episode last week. Uh, shoot, we're on Dash Radio again. I don't know why I keep forgetting. Shout out Dash Radio, dude. You guys keep rocking with us. Andy and Liam over man-to-man, damn it. Uh, but yeah, we missed our, our episode last week. Kind of took a day off. Uh, but we got to grind this one out. We are in the middle of the finals here, which we will talk about here for the second half of this episode. Um, but I think before that, we got a couple things going on. I think you mentioned it right before we actually went on air and, and there was a lot of low key, maybe high key things that happened in the sports world in general. I know we saw the uh, Conor McGregor fight last night and everyone wanted to bet on McGregor, including myself. You put a lot of money on McGregor. I put a lot of money on McGregor last time. And, you know, I think everyone pretty much did. But honestly, in the back of my head, I knew that Dustin Poirier was going to win. Uh, um, I don't know if you have any takes on that. I will say it was it was the first time that I guess that's where the Vegas Knights play that that MGM right was uh, at full capacity since last year, March 2020. But pretty cool fight. McGregor got his shit rocked. And uh, I think he got beat fair and square. I mean, I don't know if that's a great take coming from you, but I'll start with Dude, saying he was, getting, he was getting rocked first round. Let's just be honest. No, okay. So first of all, you got to take McGregor just because it's the value. The value was too high not to take McGregor, and he is was the best in the world for a little bit. And then that first round, that's what I hate about UFC too, because when things like this happen, you get an injury that obviously just isn't the greatest of things to happen to anybody in any sporting event. Yeah. They look at the most recent thing. The first round was a lot closer than I even thought. A well, lot McGregor of people, was coming out with the kicks and everything else, but I I don't even know what what caused the the leg to break. Well, I think he he was throwing kicks and they they were cracking his shin. Like, yeah. you know, earlier in the fight and then just the the step back stance and trying to reload for another punch it just was like yeah. I, I just snapped on him, but the first round of that fight was was good. It was it was what we all wanted it to be, and then to have it end because my guy's shit broke completely in half. Yeah. Why is yeah. that? Why is that fair to say that Poirier is the the best? And that's why we see people like Dana White even saying they're gonna fight again. And Poirier is like, yeah, I want to fight him again. And McGregor's sitting on ringside with Joe Rogan talking about this ain't over with and talking yeah. about his wife and shit. Like, yeah, can we can we talk about that real quick? <laughs> <Go> ahead, <laughs> That's yeah, I'm, what, I, what I wanted to talk about next. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about... He went full leprechaun on us, dog. He went Dustin Poirier's wife has been and in his DMs. DMs and she's a hoe. But what did he say before that? He went crazy, dog. Oh, talking about the bollocks and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know what he said. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew what he. <laughs> he just there talking with a broken leg, dude. I think for me, and I think a lot of people can agree on this, is I think Poirier easily won that first round because we were all just watching those last ten seconds how he was just hammering the shit out of dude's face. Like, please survive this round. You have ten seconds. Right. I think that's fair. Ten seconds. What happened? Did he get up? Before? Was it the second round that he broke his leg? Like the very, or was, did he get back up in that first round? He got back up, right? Or no, no, it was in the, was it at the very end? I'm not sure if it was into the second round. I, I forgot. I think it's, I the decision is first round TKO in the first round yeah. by Dustin. So I don't, I think it was maybe right in the very 
first or the second round. Anyways, who knows, dude? He went full leprechaun on everybody. No one really knows what happens. I think he's out of his prime. Dustin Poirier is kind of a cool dude. Respect him. Class act guy. He says that anyone's booing him, man, can kiss his old asshole. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, that was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, um, Addison Ray looking fire. Yeah, she was there all week, I'm pretty sure. Interviewing. Be, yeah, she was, uh, what, part-time this weekend interviewing people? Yeah, I mean, I saw almost every one of her interviews with the, the fighters. Yeah. I don't know if that's the route I would take if I'm Madison Ray. I think there's other things you can do with the, the name brand that she has. Well, she, tr- she tried the single, remember? She tried the singing. <laughs> it didn't work out so much for her. But I mean, I it guess- wasn't bad, dude. It was the song, the song called Obsessed, but it wasn't the best. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I mean, do what you gotta do out here in this world. I mean, if you want to sing, yeah. sing. If you don't, but yeah, um, MG, uh, MGK or whatever his name is, and uh, Megan Fox or what's the dude's name? Yeah, Machine. yeah, Machine. Yeah, who the fuck names themselves Machine Gun Kelly? It's ridiculous. Just <laughs> licking each other's tongues right there, dude. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, lost more money on McGregor again. That was the first time I bet in a minute. So appreciate it. I actually took my $25 back and doubled down on McGregor TKO when you said that it wasn't going to go five rounds. So I appreciate that at least. Yeah. I, I mean, I either one of these guys are, we're going to end the fight before the first five rounds. So it was just, right. that's how their style is. McGregor's right. just very comfortable pressing the, the opposition, but then Dustin kind of is just so dominant in his ground game. It's crazy. But, but yeah, it was a good overall fight. I, I was, I, I paid for it in a, in advance. Sometimes after, you know, paying for a pay-per-view, you yeah. like look back on it and be like, damn, that wasn't worth the 70 bucks. I think the whole night in general was, you know, very well. I mean, a couple of those fights were were really good, but I I wasn't like afterwards, like, damn, I, I spent my money for nothing. I think it was. Yeah, no, I wasn't bad. It paid, it paid off for sure. So uh, the last episode, we asked you guys, if you like uh, munching on box, uh, if you guys missed that again, let us know, I guess, in any of our social media comments. Uh, I, I grew to like it. I'll say that. Um, anything else, dude? We uh, we didn't have much going on this weekend, I guess. Uh, dude, I didn't really go out at all, but I kind of called you. We did a little late night calls, man. We usually don't talk to each other on the weekends, but the past two weekends, I've been we've been kind of getting closer and closer. Let me know if you want to talk about anything else, man. I'm ready for it. Um, okay, so I got a question for you. This yeah. this is brought up a couple of times in certain yeah. relationships. Um, and I, I guess I could just say it and, and we can start it from there. Okay. But dating somebody, let's say, or talking to somebody uh, and then bringing up politics, is that a thing for you? Is like a red flag maybe if they don't believe with your political you know, vision or line with your political, your thoughts on stuff. Oh God, we're getting political now, dude. We don't have to get political, but is that a, is that a turnoff for you? Or is, if they don't, you know, are I'm saying if you're it. dating somebody. Maybe dating or just getting yeah, to yeah. talk to, or, or, you know, trying to move into the dating stage. You've been, you know, is that a uh, thing? Yeah, for me, I mean, it's something to take into account, but uh, I'm just trying to get somebody that's going to, you know, take my student loan debt off, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running 40 deep in state at Tennessee, dude. That's all I really care about. I'm not going to judge someone for their other beliefs, you know. Now, you got your own beliefs. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But as far as, like, 
talking to someone. You just want to maybe be on the same connection about some certain things. I don't know, dude. I'm fucking 25. I'm fucking first time voter. Didn't really know what was going on in the first place. I just know I, I just knew that I had to vote. So I was trying to do a little bit of research and everything else. You know what's crazy? I, I was just thinking because I talked to somebody else that was the first time voter. Yeah. Um, there's like people like you that is a first time voter this year. Yeah. I've voted in three elections. You have? Yeah. Nice. And wait, how old are you, dude? I'm 27. 27. Yeah. yeah I'm old head. Oh, shout Damn, out you me. have you voted when you were 18. I was voted when I was 18. In the That's last, crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. It kind of blew my mind thinking about that. But but yeah, but back to your point. I don't think I think I think obviously there's people out there that date people that don't align politically with them. But I don't but know. When I it think, comes to that one year of like voting, dude. Shoot, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. How much uh do you take into account and how strong are your political beliefs? Because for me, right. they're obviously out there, but I don't it's not end all be all for me because I No, I don't think so for me either. It just depends on how strong their beliefs are because I'm pretty open myself. Like I see both sides. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah, I do too. I, I'm all ears when it comes to that kind of stuff, man. Like I said, I'm just still learning about everything. Again, just need my 40 grand knocked off real quick and then we can <laughs> I have, talk. I have another question to you. Yeah, what's I up? guess it's more guided towards you because you, I guess, have been ghosted more than I have. Um, not to throw Damn. shade or anything. Yeah, it's I'm not shade. trying to, I'm not yeah, trying, it's to, a shade, dog. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw something at you, but another thing I have I want yeah, to bring up, up is the stage in between. First yeah. starting to talk with somebody mm-hmm. and then the ghosted stage, you know, you maybe talk to him a couple of days in a row. And right. then after that, maybe you don't talk for another couple of days. Mm-hmm. How do you gauge that time in between? And do you even know if you're on the verge of getting ghosted? Are there signs of just, I, I, I don't know, because on the signs you haven't, you don't talk to them. So is that the sign? But there's also situations where you talk to somebody for a couple of days right. then you don't talk for another couple of days. And then you're right back on track without talking to that person in a couple of days. So is there any signs that you might've found that, you know, you're on the verge of getting ghosted or not? It's hard, man. In your twenties, <laughs> people lie, you know, Texting that everyone's getting ghosted. I think real realistically, dude, texting means like if I don't know, texting someone, I think nowadays means that they are low on your priority list. So when it comes to like us talking about ghosting and everything else, like if if I don't get a text back, I used to be like, damn, like that's lame. You know, like text me back because I know you're looking at your phone. But I think almost texting is like people are lazy and don't want to text, right? I don't really want to have a full ass conversation and texting. You know, I'd rather just FaceTime and call you. I think that's what I got so worked up about is just like getting ghosted that way. Another funny thing was uh, these two dudes that come in to where I work at on a regular day basis. They're literally there every single day. Uh, We were talking about, you know, these guys are, are fresh dads. You know, they got three or four month year olds and we were talking about, they were asking me and I was about like dating and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I was on Bumble for like during COVID, just like everybody else was, you know, you're damn well on Bumble. Um, and they were like, man, yeah, I actually met my wife through match.com. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
And I think he was saying something about this guy is like in, in financial. Uh, I don't know, like works for like fucking Northwestern Mutual or something like that. And he was like, man, my, my next six months free of match was about to come up. But then I ended up meeting my wife right before. And he's like, damn, man, I could have got another six months free out of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, dude, I just, right now it's just not really worth it. <clears throat> I think that. Right. I mean, everyone's just trying to find their own career path right now, dude. So I think I'm at a point in my life where it's like, yo, chill, try to find yourself. And when it comes to that, like constant communication is definitely, definitely key, but not all the time. man. you don't got to be up in someone's ass every single day. All right. So I have a, I have one last question on the girl topic that kind of just came to my. Uh... Does that make sense, though? Or was I just rambling? No, I think that makes sense. And this is kind of my question coming up to you, leading off of what you said, because it kind of sparked it. And we've mentioned this before, but say that you, you know, are dating somebody like you've dated somebody. I dated, have dated somebody in college and kind of out of college as well in that sense. Right. And you found that you, you know, with your girlfriend at the time, ex-girlfriend now, she kind of already figured out her plans and had a job and stuff like that. Right. And now, and then kind of, it's kind of where I'm at right now too, is like, I'm starting this new job and I can, you know, start doing it, whatever. But say you found that person already. And do you, how much do you sacrifice of that career path for that other person? I think, do you, yeah, you just move to Hawaii with somebody? I was going to say, do you, but do you just move? Do you, so say that, everything was good in that situation and say right, she right, got a right. job somewhere else. Right. And then I got a job some, or I, I can move with my job. Say it's a remote job or something. Mm-hmm. Do I sacrifice moving myself because she wants to do something? Absolutely not. Or does she move? Like, do, is that her responsibility or vice versa? Kind of career path wise in that terms, what, what's your, your, your thinking on that? Well, when it comes to that, like you guys both gotta be like, you're saying on the same like page as far as you guys got, you know, your career starting up at least or going through the middle of it uh, or at least a couple of years now. And, and you guys are on the same page and everything's so remote nowadays where you can move and still work at that same job. And it's, that's kind of how the world is revolving now after COVID. But, but yeah, like I was saying, dude, like I'm people still trying to figure it out. You know, you can be fucking 50 years old and you're still trying to figure out what the fuck to do with your life. You know, yeah, I feel that I definitely feel that. For yeah. Sure. So it's like, yeah, I, I, the biggest thing that I've learned is and I haven't learned a lot, man. I'm still learning. I'm an idiot, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put too much of it, uh, of your energy into somebody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's OK to be somewhat selfish there. I mean, we are always selfish people. But right now, especially when it comes to like your career path and everything else, like you have a right to be selfish. Right. You know, I, be I humble agree. about it, but be, but don't don't overlap your energy and what you're trying to do and your vision because you only have one life, one go around around here into someone else's life and their energy. Right. That's so that was the thing for me in, in my past relationship was just like, just someone wanted energy from me that I couldn't give, and so I was like, yeah, dude, like fuck off real quick. Like I, I just wanted to say like fuck off, let me do my thing, and so right. like that's that's what I'm talking about when it. When you ask the consistency and communication and talking to someone else, it's like people get it our age, you know, like if you're talking to someone cool, you can be in a talking stage for 
however long until like you both are like, okay, cool. We've been talking for a couple months. What do you want to do about it? Do you want to say sayonara or do you want to kiss a little bit more on the cheek? Or do you, (laughs) (laughs) or do you just, you know, you just keep talking, dude. That's why it's like the modern day dating world. We talk about, we try to figure it out, but ain't no damn thing figuring out. And all I know is from what these freshly new dads say is don't worry about it, man. You ain't got to rush nothing. So when you're talking about moving to different places, you ain't, come on, bro. I'm, I'm here. So I'm, I'm just, there's, there's things out there, you know, certain situations where that, that, I mean, you got to take that into account, but I'm with you. I feel like each person has to be their own person and then work together to kind of, you know, yeah. If that's what they want to do, but I feel I'm going to get divorced quick, man. <laughs> if you even get married in the first place, bro. That's what it is, man, dude. Like people are either like we talk about eating each other's faces off on Broadway, buying homes, living with their parents still, or getting married. Yeah. It's just which one you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think for me it's just let let go, man. I think the biggest thing I've also learned is just like continue to make memories with your friends. Think of what the Friday beers interview, that's what they were preaching. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. Why do Pisces get so much hate, man? We are such lovable people, dude. Sorry, I don't that, know. that kind of left field. I was watching a TikTok the other day, dude. Why do you Pisces get shit on? I get we're emotional people, but we're not terrible people, dude. I mean, I'm be honest with you. I don't get into all the the signs and and your. your I don't either, accents. dude. I don't either. But come on, bro. I didn't know. I didn't know certain zodiac signs got a. You know, got some hate on their on their name, but oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Gemini's, <laughs> Gemini's. Are you a Gemini? I'm a Cancer. Oh yeah, you're good. I'm a, I'm a Sometimes. OG. I'm a OG. Okay, well, shout out to uh, all the single ladies out there trying to find your career path, man. We're trying to do it too. Liam's moving here in, into uh, into the new city, the old city, I sh- shall I say. Of Nashville oh, give, about a give month. Me, give me credit. And I had this conversation with somebody else. That, that is my city. It never not yeah, was my city. Right. It can't, all right. Hold up now. Just I, I, I don't know if you can claim it. I don't know. I don't know if you can claim it anymore, dude. Just because when, when I'm. You, when you move to Nashville or like when you visit here in Nashville, you're always asking me where the fuck everything is. Okay, if you okay. can claim your city, dude, you got to know where things are. I, I know where things are. I mean, that's all right. Well, first of all, let's start this conversation where it should be. That that is never left my city. That was always been my city. It is still in my city, even if I don't live there. Isn't that a rap line? <laughs> can you can you claim that a city is your city if you don't live there? I think I'm in a certain unique situation. I was born there. I was, I wasn't born there, but I was raised up there, and that is my my city. Yeah, but you left your city dry, dog. But even when I move, I'm not repping Indianapolis. Like I feel like I get to choose what city I rep. I'm not. I'm like I'm an Indianapolis E or whatever they want to call themselves. Yeah. That ain't me. I'm. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You just gotta know where you're going, man. Next time, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Don't. I give me a couple of weeks, and I'll. It'll be like the back of my hand. Okay. Cool. Um. Other shout outs here is a uh, shout out Italy. Euros are balling right now. Fun as fuck to watch soccer. I love watching something other than maybe the NBA finals. Um, yeah, I mean, Italy, yeah. it was a good game, actually. Um, went into penalty kicks. I mean, it was just, that's everything you would want a soccer game to be, right? 
right. is like the finals of, of what it is. And it comes down to the very, I mean, last chance of how you decide a game and then penalty kicks. So yeah, I liked it. It was, it was, a, it was good to have on, on the background. It's kind of like, and, uh, yeah, kind of how I feel about baseball during the day too. I'm kind of in the background of my, my stuff, you know? Yeah. And other news, I think Cubans are uh, striking because uh, they're trying to fight for more freedom. That's about <laughs> it. New Zealand's got some sort of new virus, respiratory vi- virus. Uh, I think they're calling it COVID-20. Uh, that's about it, though. Man. Yeah. We uh, we want to do – I think you're frozen. I can't see you. Anymore. Am I frozen? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to pull up this article about the Cubans. Uh, <laughs> you're all good, though. You're good. What about right. the Olympics, dude? Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, no, no fans. We got a breakout in, uh, in Tokyo. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So why does that chick? Why is um the runner? She was smoking a little bit of potski. And and you talking about skateboarding is is now a sport in the Olympics? All oh, those guys are fucking getting faded, dude. I don't know, man. I, it's. It's, my, it's my take a, on that. My take on that is, you know, it's the year of the Olympics. Don't smoke pot. Like I get it. I get it. You may, I don't know if I want to call an excuse because I really don't want to call it an excuse. But if you know, you maybe have to find an excuse of why you did it, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the rule is dumb. It's not like a sports enhancing thing, you right. know. It, it's not like she's it, shooting up, you know, horse trank in her fucking left butt cheek, dude. Well, like, that's some shit she, I was doing before I was going up and boxing. Come taking on, taking shots in my ass, dog. <laughs> you know what the substance list is and what you can and can't do. So I feel like she should have known that. But same time, half of this country is legal now to smoke weed. So I think it's kind of you know we're in the transition period because I think in the next you know five years or. Next time the summer Olympics come up, maybe we won't have to worry about that at all. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think well, you're uh, still frozen on my screen. By the way. That's all good. As long as you can hear this pretty little voice, dog. <laughs> you're all uh, good. Yeah, it's my computer, man. It's my computer acting like a piece of shit. Uh, disclaimer: I, I never shot up shots in my ass, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not. Never did that. Never did that. Cool. All right, cool. I'm also named Magic Mike on this Zoom meeting. I don't know if you caught that or not. But, uh, okay, cool. Let's talk into some basketball. What do we got here? Yeah, let's uh, let's do a trivia question first for this week, okay. and then we'll uh, get into our our basketball stuff, if that's, if that's good with you. Yeah, I got the last trivia question right. Do you remember what the question was? Um, who was the – only player to win the finals MVP not on the winning team. Was that yeah. last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So in lieu of the finals, let's let's see if you if you know your your finals history. Okay. Who is the all time leader in assist in the finals? Ooh. John Stockton. The most assists. He's the most in like ever regular season but we're looking oh, for in the to- finals in the finals yeah. okay i'll take my hint oh your hint would be 
I don't even know what you're in it. Because if I, I can't see some of these names, if I try to give you a hint, you'll just know it automatically. But yeah, you the last thing you gave me was pretty big hint. Yeah. Although you let me guess twice. I'll say this. This is a good hint for you. He's he's not playing in the NBA right now. He's he's no longer playing in the NBA. Okay. Now you saying that makes me feel like he recently played in the NBA. I mean, I don't know what that. Yeah, so that's what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that sounds like that, Then I'm going to say it's someone from the Lakers or one of these big-name teams. and Or, you know what? Actually, I know who the fuck it is. It's Tony Parker, dude. No, good try, though. That's actually, <laughs> that was actually, I, I, that's actually, you know what? That was a very good guess. That's a very, good guess. Very good Can I guess, guess one more time? Yeah, go ahead. I want to say Derek Fisher. That's also a really good guess. I didn't even think about that either. Rondo. No. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Stackhouse? Uh, Jerry Stackhouse? Yeah. No. Come on. Okay, okay. All he did was sit in the corner and shoot threes. <laughs> okay, damn. Oh, Pretty good shit. guesses. So we'll throw that on social media. You guys let us know. Uh, for, for you sure. guys that don't want to follow us on social media, I guess you'll hear it next week. Yeah, I guess so. That's that makes sense for us, right? Well, uh, also, <clears throat> new sponsorship. We got to shout them out. Are we shouting them out? Yes, go ahead. New new sponsor alert. Let's go. Yeah, new sponsor. Prize picks uh, for our listeners out there betting on the NBA Finals, baseball, soccer, or random cricket matches. Because I know some people out there doing that. Uh, we've been using this app called Prize Picks for the best odds and takes. I'm already up. 100 bucks from last night's uh, McGregor fight, Liam. And this app, I'm telling you, is way better than FanDuel, MGM, or any other betting app. All of our friends love it. We put all of our friends on game. They're making a lot of money on this app. So download the app, Prize Picks, give it a try, and sign up using our promo code, MAN. That's M A N. Uh, and they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. For sure, for sure. Pretty Good cool. app. And if you'd like to, to gamble and Create your own, I guess, parlays per se, and not so much betting on money lines and stuff. This is perfect app for you. Yeah. And, and go check it out for sure. But uh, let's get into the Suns and Bucks series. Quick, quick, quick uh, thing before we talk about Suns and Bucks. All right. Shouting out Nigeria for being the USA team, real quick. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know what? Back in the day, if you say Nigeria beats Team USA, I'd be like, damn, that's right. shocking news. Right. Which, don't get me wrong here. I don't want this to be my take. I think it was good, like you said, that they won. But let's be honest. They, Nigeria has five players that play in the NBA. Yeah. And Team USA, all of, they've only had a week of practice. And yes, I know they got the KDs and the Damian Lillards and the Draymond Greens, but there's some people out there that I just despise talking about Team so USA. So are you are you excusing Team USA losing? Yes. Come on. Why? It's not like they got blown out. They were in the game the entire time. They I think like they were catching every, up the entire time. They were like playing catch up. But it wasn't a blowout. They were within 10 points all the way down to the stretch of that game yeah. in the third and fourth quarter. So I don't know about 
so there's some people out there that say Team USA isn't going to do it this year. There's too many other good people and good players and this right. and that, which I agree. A lot of the NBA players do rep their home country, like Luca um, and, and people like that. But at the same time, Team USA is still going to be really good and they'll probably make it to the finals and possibly. I think Nigeria actually has seven current NBA players. But a crazy stat right here coming into the game, the Americans had been 54 and two in exhibition games since professionals started playing in 1992. Nine years ago, Team USA beat Nigeria by a whopping 83 points in the London Olympics. And then five years ago, they beat Nigeria by 43 points. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's again, I'm glad you brought up the fact that it is and, you know, a game that doesn't actually count towards anything. Come on now. What are we talking about here? All right. That's fair. I mean, shout out to Nigeria. Mike Brown out there. I don't know, dude. Yeah. Getting the job yeah, yeah. done. Yeah, Mike Brown. Yeah, head coach. Yeah, I mean, do his, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying they not – this isn't going to be the storyline of the of Team USA this year of, oh, they can't get the job done. What, a, what about Precious blocking KD and posting that as a, on his Instagram and the caption being, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that You're not that guy. <laughs> See, this is it's pretty stuff. fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, that's the thing. Everybody wants to get their time in the in the sun, <laughs> man. This shit is just crazy to me how this, yeah, how that happens. But social media, man. Good for them, man. I'm not, that's my take. Good for them, but let's not go over the board and talk about Nigeria's the next, you know, dream team or anything like that. Come on, though. Who knows? I think Team USA has got Argentina either today or tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Sunday night or Monday night. Shout out Patty Mills for for hitting that buzzer beater. Yeah, I'm watching basketball, dude. There you go. I ain't, no, I'm we not are on the basketball channel. I got to watch a little bit of it, damn it. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't watch basketball. Let's Shout talk out. about let's let's talk about game one here with the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns. I mean, kind of play catch up. We're in the middle of oh fuck, the Bucks are working the Suns right now. Yeah, it's it's gotten a little out of hand. Yeah, see, that's the thing. We can kind of go into game one and two and just talk about how Chris Paul and Devin Booker have been this, you know, Batman-Robin duo, and they've scored a ridiculous amount of points combined more than Steph Curry and Clay in uh, game ones before. Yeah, Giannis so- getting hurt, tweaking it. I think, I think a solid take that I heard from some sports heads was that people – they wanted Giannis to sit. A lot of people wanted to see Giannis sit that first game. And I get that there are adjustments made every single game or after every single game. But my take was that if you don't play or if you play Giannis in game one, then you're allowed to make a faster and quicker adjustments into game two. Rather, if Giannis doesn't play game one and then you put him in game two, and say you go down 0-2, which is what they presumably did, then you adjust in game three, which is what they're doing now. I get it kind of doesn't really matter at this point because the series is 2-0 now. But that was just something that I had thought about. And Giannis still put up like, what, 20 points in however many minutes. And then he put up 42 or 46. I don't know, 42. I think it was the next game. But that was just my thought about not resting Giannis game one. Right, I like that. I mean, you kind of get an extra game if he doesn't sit out. Yeah, 
in game one there, which I like. I like that take. I'll I'll start by saying this. I think this is where my conversation, at least from from game one, because the storylines has kind of been written this way. This is going to be a little bit of a hot take because people are going to disagree with anything I say about this. But starting with CP3, how this is his first finals and he hasn't gotten the, the credit and all of the accolades that he deserves because he's possibly the top, maybe best point guard, top five ever in the league. All right, let's hold the brakes again here. And I think I told I told you this right before we started. My take is CP3 is respected. I'm not saying he's not a good player, and I'm not saying he is bad at any means, and he is a very strong player. But to, to wave around the thought that he might be top five in all time if he wins this series or gets a, an MVP. Or Who's even, saying that? There's, there's people out there that think he's going to be – he's like headlining for his like pretty much legacy here of – top point guard ever he could be in that conversation because he has a uh, an nba championship let's pump the brakes on that because i think he's overrated and this son's team if anybody deserves a credit i understand that he brought this team to you know from where they were last year and led them and you know he's doing remarkable things with this team but if anything devin burker is the one that deserves the credit for this finals run and my and my I guess personal opinion some might say yeah I don't know if I totally agree with him being overrated dude just kind of a weird because statement. if he if kind he of a was, weird statement to say when he's like he gets that he's in this moment and probably not gonna have this moment again and so instead of cp3 being that true point guard facilitator he understands that none of these other guys have really been here at all or even close to being here at all and cp3 has so that's why he's scoring 30 plus points a game and putting up all these points now he's being a scorer and he's showing that he can take the ball to the rim score off one leg draw fouls and just be that guy that's like hey i'm taking this for the making because this is my time i don't think cp3 is overrated at all if he was as good as everybody's talking about Let's just be honest. He would be making finals appearances more than once in his career. And especially not with LeBron being in the league, dude, or LeBron at least being in the West and then Steph Curry and KD and that franchise being in the West and injuries involved. I mean, we'll get to the injury portion of it too, but at the same time, if he was good enough, his first finals appearance wouldn't be 16 years into his career, you know, if he, he had the lead in Houston, they blew that. I mean, he went down to injury, which I'm, I'm okay with. That's fine. But even back in the New Orleans days, they had a couple of teams that were respectably pretty good. And if he like maybe a LeBron James type that is dominant and is good and, and shows his dominance, of how good he really is, is by bringing a team that doesn't deserve to be there, but him leading them to that position. And that's what LeBron did in Cleveland. Like his first couple of years, that Cleveland team, when they played in the finals, they had no, no, there's no reason why they should have been where they are if they're not have somebody on their team like a LeBron. And I think that's what we should have been seeing from CP3 
if we're going to talk about him like we are right now. We, we it make people are making the narrative of CP3 is the next god of point guard, guard. and that's and just that's not just the not case. It. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I don't have any like uh can you hear me by the way? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. You just dropped out for another second. These fucking computers, man. Fuck this thing, dude. Got a fucking new desktop, man. A month ago. <laughs> Oh, man. I agree with you, man. I just think I, my whole thing is it's not overrated. I get, you know, he was on a, a couple of good teams back in the day, but I'll say even when he was on the Hornets with that same coach, he was very inexperienced and young and hasn't seen, you know, all the all the matchups and competitions that he's ultimately faced in his career. And I'm not going to say that the Suns kind of – kind of got lucky being in the finals because they definitely they've definitely proven themselves ever since the bubble going to 8-0. But that's just CP3 for you. Look what he did with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Look what he did with the the Rockets, you know, and his more mature years in his career is just taking a team that I think the OKC had like what less than five percent chance of even making it to the playoffs last year when everyone was talking about before even games even before games even started. Takes that team and, and almost you know, takes him pretty deep in the playoffs. That's just the kind of impact that he ultimately has as where he's at in his career. And I think, honestly, he's in the prime of his career. Like, I think he's he's playing the way at a 36 where he can easily go to 40 and he's running off screens and getting all these points and getting all these open looks and, and being a facilitator. And, like, I just think he's he's grown into – he's found himself. And See, I think, but this is the thing, and you brought it up, and I want to put this out there before I forget about it. But if he was good, and you kind of mentioned he had an easier path this year, that's fine. He did. He played the Lakers, no AD. He played the Clippers, no Kawhi. They played the Nuggets, no Jamal Murray. So the road for the Suns, yes, has been very favored in their direction because I think for sure if AD was healthy, they're not getting past the Lakers. And if Kawhi was playing, they definitely probably wouldn't have beat the Clippers either. So my whole thing is we wouldn't even be talking about CB3 and his greatness if those things like the injuries were, you know, non-existence. And that's why I don't think not to take away anything from his career, which I'm not trying to do that. Well, I don't even think we can take anything away from the season because injuries are a part of the game. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, wait, actually, let's just wait till Kawhi is all clear to play. You know, that just happens. Well, yeah, this is definitely going to be a tainted year in terms of not being as strong as, you know, some finals and some just playoff series in general go. So I I, I think everybody will look at this as, yeah, you know, it was a good year for the Suns because I believe the Suns will win this series. Don't get me wrong about that either. But I think you have to, if you're a true basketball fan, you will know why the Suns won this odd championship after, you know, the Lakers forming. Because I don't think the Suns, at least for the next four or five years, would even touch another NBA Finals at all. In my right. in my eyes. Uh, Let me uh I don't know if I have anything else about that. I think the I think a hot hot take is very hot though. I don't think CP is overrated at all. If he were overrated, he'd be a LeBron James making it to the finals every single year, 10, 10 years straight. Don't think he's overrated. Think he's in his prime. Think he's appropriately rated right now. And also another thing, Devin Booker has shown himself that he's an all-star every single year from now on. That's not a fluke. 
And then another thing that we're talking about is like, yeah, maybe they had an easier path. So, and so, so on and so forth. The true Testament is maybe again, next season, how far were they going to go? You know, like we'll just see that because clearly they can, they can have momentum and they can run with momentum. So we'll see after they win this championship, does that momentum go to peak performance? And then you can't really go on to the next season and prove that you guys were really the NBA champions. That's another big testament and big question because these guys are celebrating just getting in, getting to the finals. Uh, right. Another thing on the other side of the ball, Milwaukee Bucks, man, Giannis needs help. We can talk about LeBron. Yeah. Some people say LeBron didn't really have help when he had, you know, Jeff Green, uh, Tristan Thompson, maybe Kevin Love. Sure, that Kevin Love's an all-star. I just don't think he had help. Um, and that's the same ex- exact situation with Giannis right now. But the difference between those guys that I just mentioned and these other role players on the Bucks is, uh, I'm sorry, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are guys that should be helping. Holiday is, is averaging about 13 and a half points through the first two finals games right now, or uh, before this game, shooting 11 to 35. And um, it's just Middleton is he had what 29 points in, in game one, and then he's five of 16 for 11 points in game two. Those guys are supposed to have the attributes and, and skill ability to help Giannis, and I don't think those guys are performing up to up to their hype at all. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because they those two guys. A, if you're gonna pay somebody, like we always say, millions and millions of dollars, and Milton is basically play, paid as a superstar, as a number one option on that team. And you're in on the biggest stage of, of his career, and you're putting up two points. You're putting up so many, like these under 10 point or 10 point games in the finals. Come on now. Like you that's the reason why they lost the first two games. And right. then Holiday, and now this has been my take forever. I don't think Holiday talk about overrated. Almost like comparing those two, or comparing Holiday like a Drew uh, Eric Bledsoe. I don't know why they tried to you know switch up and and get in. Hey, Drew speaking Holiday. of Eric Bledsoe, real quick though, how hot is he right now? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, I mean, you you play for the no 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 homo. I'm just talking about you play for the Suns and the Bucks. How hot is he? Like, how pissed is he at watching on the couch right now, dude? I don't know, but, like, he could have probably be doing better than Holiday right now. So, what? I'm be like, damn, that could have been me. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Same thing with that, uh, that, that one guy uh, on the Suns is going to get a ring no matter what. What's his name? I don't know. I know who you're talking about, but I forgot yeah, who yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. That just random wild card dude on the Suns. Yeah. That. But I don't know. I think that's obviously we we see this year or this game three, Bucks have made those adjustments that you missed mentioned, and they're on the track. I think they can get it going, and they might win one or two. And your take of you know maybe Bucks in six or Suns in six. I forgot what one it was, but yeah, uh, might not be as bad as you think if they can sneak one here and then maybe one more. Game five or, or game six, you know. They just have to be more aggressive. Drew Holiday, 
you know, Barkley was asking him, why aren't you aggressive like this every single game? And he's just not living up to the hype. When we've seen Drew Holiday go up for 30 points and quick little stat right here with the Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee has gone 20 and 12 through the years when Middleton gets at least 20 points versus 14 and 17 when he does not. And Holiday's teams have a 12 and four postseason record when he scores 20 or more, 13 and 20 when he doesn't. So it's like we've seen Holiday, and I love Holiday, man. He just he can't bring it every game, and so. But I guess does that make sense though with with LeBron and kind of having those guys, and that's why just LeBron just carries so much weight on his shoulders. And people say that he's had help here and there. Sure, you can count Kyrie Irving maybe, but the Bucks are supposed to have help, and they're just not getting it right now. Right. I think another person that we've kind of and I think the Bucks, sorry to cut you off. The Bucks have always been trying to get over this hump too. So I get they're gonna go two one here. Uh, another side fact, Scott Foster, chief guy tonight. Chris Paul is like over like 12 in playoff performances when he's the chief commander or whatever. But the Bucks being in the Eastern Conference finals for so long, weren't they there last year? They've been close. No, I'm I'm sorry, two years ago. Weren't they there two years ago? Yeah, two years yeah, ago. Two years ago. They lost last year. Got, yeah, worked by the, the Heat last year. But they have more, a lot more experience than the Suns. So I don't know. I don't know what what we're going to blame what on, you know, with the Suns being here. And if you want to blame it on momentum or if you just want to blame it on other teams that have injuries or – I just don't know. I think the Bucks, which I had Bucks in six also, which I thought was going to be a very realistic thing – the Bucks should should be able to figure it out. I know they're going to go two one here, like I said. But after this, I mean, they should they got to win home field advantage here. But I just think they shouldn't have lost. They should have stole one of those games in Phoenix, just because they are technically, historically, the more experienced team in the playoffs. Yeah, I think another reason. And that's why I think Chris Paul just has so much impact on his name, dude. I'm not saying that's not the my my take. He's he impacts games very well, but his legacy. Is not top, you know, five or to ten point guard ever. That's that's my take. He's not. I don't think he ever will be, no matter what, unless he's winning five more championships. Let's then we can start talking about. It. But on that note of the Suns, I think one player that we haven't mentioned, and he's the only real factor for me that is an X factor in this series for the Sun, and it's and it's Aiden. Aiden has gone numbers wise crazy in terms yeah. of just dominating the boards and then making shots that the team like really relies on him to make. You know, there's a certain type of player for me in terms of you have your your scores, you have your clutch players that, you know, make good shots, and then you have these other players that kind of fill in these roles. They, you know, the role player, but he's not a role player. He's brink of you know, etching his name into superstardom in this league. But the the offense that the Suns run, they count on Aiton to make certain shots. And, uh, you know, every time that I really see it, he makes them. And that's what stands him out in terms of his numbers is because most of the time they're right around the rim and he's just relied on and he, you know, pretty much does it every single time of making these shots that the team really needs him to do. And I think that's another player that we have to like really mention in terms of just controlling this series for the Suns because the Bucks look pretty much disappeared in the paint 
in terms of they don't have a, a, a big presence because Lopez, all he does wants to do is shoot threes on the outside, you know? So I think Aiden needs to, to get some respect on his name too in this, in this series. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah. I think Aiden obviously has been balling. He sets a high level of, uh, I guess that's a high standard for himself. We saw with Monty Williams, cool little moment right there. And if, if he can't, you know, score points, at least he can be aggressive. And and that's what he's there for. And, and speaking of which, Sarge, Sarge, or Sarge, or however the fuck you say his name, is huge blow for the Suns. And so I think another big weakness that I've pointed out here in the past couple of series with the Suns, at least, is they don't have an extra big. So Aiden balling out the way he's doing is, is phenomenal, honestly. And I, I mean, they got other guys. We talked about the key players like campaign is up there. Uh, McCall Bridges has been a huge X factor in the series. And going back to me, just talking about numbers with holiday and Middleton. Now drew holiday wants to score 20 plus points. Now Middleton wants to score 20 plus points. So it's, it's, is that an ad? I don't know. Yeah, that was an ad. My fault, dog. I'm reading the box scores again, man. I don't want to watch a stupid Chevy ad. But that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. I mean, Aiden, we can talk about their numbers all day and everything else. Campaign was interviewed recently by Frank Isola. And uh, I think a neat question that he was asked is, do you think uh, his game has, or the way that the NBA is played right now with being more point guard oriented and three-point oriented uh, and just being a, a, a miss or make league, that's kind of match with campaign's game because let's not forget that campaign wasn't on a, on a roster for a little bit. And, um, and he was a first round draft pick. So right. I think campaign is just another guy who's kind of brought his name back up. I think after that first or second practice with the Chicago bulls, they, they let him go and they just, you, you question if that's like a personality thing, but I think campaign is another guy who showed up big in this series and, and uh, he was like, yeah, man, I mean, that's my game. It's okay to shoot floaters now. Like, that's his game is just taking people off the move and, uh, you know, finding baskets the what, however way he can. But I think I think that guy in, uh, specifically has, has turned his whole career around. And I think he was uh, maybe got a little bit too Johnny Menzel cocky when he first got to the league. Yeah, so, shout sure. out. I got shouting out campaign. But Yeah, for sure. I, I like that take for sure. Um but yeah, I guess we'll I guess you'll hear from us again before this series is over with. Um, hopefully. Um, but I think with that, uh this episode is gonna come to a wrap if you don't have anything else there, Mr. Twesington. No, that was it for me, man. That was uh, it. I'm uh, I think Bucks can win two two right here. Can go two two and then we'll see what happens in Phoenix. Yeah. I, I I'm excited. I, I want it to be a series. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. But with that, guys, this week's episode is a wrap. I'm a namaste you guys out of here. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste. Prize pace. Promo code man. Peace.